Hello, dream chasers. This is Jacqueline Peterson at Joyful Living Mindset, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J. And thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 214 of Chasing Dreams and Happy New Year. I know this is the second episode of 2020. I just want to say Happy New Year again to you guys. Hopefully it is off to a great start. I am trying to make it a better start by bringing Jacqueline here, who's going to help talk a little bit about her story, her background, and hopefully give you guys some tips on kicking off the new year right. So Jacqueline, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. It's such an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, I thought, you know, as we're kicking off a new year, nothing better to talk about than mindset, right? And so before we go into that, you know, regardless of the topic, I always want to know what was it that young Jacqueline wanted to be when she was a child or a teenager? What were her dreams? Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um. It, it varied a lot. And honestly, what, what my, my very initial thoughts that I wanted to be was a psychologist because I was actually always, and, and just kind of, I'm going full circle, I, I'm realizing now, I've always been very fascinated with human behaviors, like what mm-hmm. caused someone to think the way that they do and behave it the way that they do, because it's different for everybody. And I've just always been very fascinated with that. Um, so that, that was probably my initial dream. Um, you know, and then, you know, as, as kind of young uh, entering college, uh, I, I thought about um, uh, being a, an attorney. Um, I know that you had a, a background in that. And, mm-hmm. and it was more watching like, you know, I know it's kind of silly, like Legally Blonde, right? And it was just like, you see that glamour and just how fun and how cute those little, um, their outfits are. I, I didn't really know much about, like I've, I've heard you talk about like how intensive the, the law um, degree is and, and mm-hmm. that industry and, and that line of work. Um, you know, and then just, just through my personal life, I just kind of like gradually gravitated towards mindset because I was searching for myself for a way to feel better every day and, and be happy and inspire others and help others and, and add a positive impact to everyone that I encounter. And that just kind of evolved. And that's the one thing that just stuck with me and evolved mm. with me over time. You know, it's interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, I was going to go one way, but I think based on what you were saying, a question I have is, you know, because I have never heard, you're the first, congratulations, the first to tell me that, you know, as a young child or a teenager, psychology was something you were interested in. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with that, guys. I just haven't run into enough people. <laughs> but that, that's intriguing to me because it sounds like there's been a thread in your life with that. But what was it? Because I'm sure... Um, You've had other 
thoughts, other careers that have kind of piqued your interest or mm-hmm. thought about it. What was it? What moment, if there was one or many, that kind of said, yeah, mindset and this is really the thing I need to be focusing on? You know, I think it was probably um, an accumulation of my, of my personal life experience, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, uh, just a little background, I grew up in, you know, what, I don't know what the correct terminology was, kind of like a, a broken um, family where my my parents were divorced. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and I also was the only girl in, uh, out of like four, five brothers. So, you know, as immigrant parents, my, my dad and, and, um, he was always working. Like he was the one, you know, providing for the family. My stepmom was home taking care of, you know, the four of us at that time. Um, and I was always kind of left alone. Um, I didn't have like my biological mother. Like I didn't have that mother daughter relationship. And my brothers wanted nothing to do with the sister. They didn't really know how to deal with me. And so, and, and my stepmom, I mean, she was young and she was stepping into the role of, of, you know, all at once being a mom to four kids. It was uh, quite overwhelming for her. So we didn't get a chance to develop that mother daughter relationship with her. And my dad, obviously, he was always busy working like multiple jobs just to provide for the family. Um, and, uh, you know, I was always left alone and I had to learn um, how to um, how life worked on my own. Like if, if I had a bad day, I had to um, kind of use what I now understand is self-talk. You know, I, I learned the concept of self-talk at an early age because I only had myself and my stuffed animals, if you'll believe it, and, you know, inanimate objects around my room and whatnot to kind of keep me company and, and, and talk me through some rough days on my own. And um, because I was also very sheltered, being the only girl in an Asian family, uh, I, I was very sheltered. I wasn't allowed to go out and experience life the way that my brothers did. And so my way of experiencing, observing life was through television, you know, to shows and whatnot. So, and then watching from one show to another and, and seeing different people, different roles and seeing how they interact with one another and the varying degrees of, of their interaction and the decisions that they make, their, how they behave, how they react, all of that really fascinated me. And so I think that was really how my, my interest and, and my love for human psychology and, and the mind, how the mind works and how the mind drives human behaviors um, started. Well, let's go back to something you said that some people may not understand or know. What, can you describe what is self-talk? Yeah, self-talk is really like the inner dialogue that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And and sometimes you may not be aware of it because it goes on all the time. Like everybody has has this inner dialogue that goes on all the time. And if it unfortunately, a lot of time, if you don't keep it in check, it's it's mostly negative. Right. It's always the one that's giving you that self-doubt and, you know, that fear and that self-doubt and that feeling of of um, unworthiness and whatnot. So that, you know, that self-talk and you're leveraging your mindset to really kind of catch that and saying, hey, what I just thought, the, this thought that I just had about myself or about this thing that I'm thinking about, doesn't really feel good to me. So, you know, what would make me feel better? 
Right. And so I, you know, just by kind of accident and just how life experience, I trained myself, you know, that's uh, practicing that self-talk at an early age to develop my mindset so that I can be resilient, I can be strong, and I can be there for myself and guide me through life experiences, even if I felt that I was only, I was alone and there was nobody there that I could kind of look up to or, or lean on to guide me. So for those who are listening and, you know, just realizing that they're ha- that they've been doing self-talk or, you know, what self-talk is, you talked about building it for yourself. How can us dream chasers, as we're having self-talk, how can we fight against negative self-talk? What are some examples of positive self-talk and how can we build our fortitude and mental strength as you did when you were younger? Yeah. And again, I I would go back to um, your feelings, right? And, and how the thought makes you feel, right? So let's say if, if you are having a negative self-talk, let's say if, if you are... Um, if you see uh, you're chasing your dream, you see this dream job or this dream career or business that you want to pursue. And then, you know, instantaneous almost, you'll have this, you'll hear this little dialogue in the back of your mind. And you hear this little voice saying, oh, you'll, you'll never get there or you don't have enough experience or yeah. you're not good enough or, you know, it, it's, it's all of that coming to you. And when you hear that, it does kind of stop you in your tracks and like, oh my God, yeah, what am I thinking? You know, I, 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 you know, this is just like, I'm just dreaming. Like I could never do that. Right. But when you, you sit back, when you're in that situation, you know, and, and you sit back and you're like, well, does it, does it feel good to continue believing in that? Or is it, let's say for instance, like in my case, personal experience, um, I, you know, my most of my career early on in the corporate world has been in the financial industry. I'd never had any uh, experience in any other industry. And so I was approached um, by this job offer in a healthcare industry. So my initial reaction was, well, I don't have any experience in the healthcare industry. Why would they want me? Right. Um, but, you know, I remember sitting, you know, preparing for that interview and, and going through that process. I said, you know, I don't have experience. In the interview, that's a fact, true, right? However, somebody thought that my skill sets were valuable enough to reach out to me and, and inquire about that. So there must be something that they're looking for that I can help provide, right? That I have something that did I can s- provide. Did you actually say that in the interview? No, no, no. I, I, oh, but you said me. that to yourself. Yes, I said that to myself. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I was and, like, and just wow. the wow. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, but but I was kind of preparing myself for that yeah. interview um, and, and talking myself through that. And you well, got to differentiate between fact and your assumption, right? Mm. The fact is, I didn't have experience in that. But the, the assumption part was, they'll never hire me because I don't have experience, right? So you have to be able to differentiate what's fact and, and, and what are assumptions. And you can acknowledge the fact, but because the other ones are just assumptions, then you can just assume, why not assume things that are positive that will serve you instead? Mm, that's good. That's a great point. Because I think, you know, automatically when you said that, right, uh, I don't have experience. My assumption is they won't hire me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think oftentimes, especially with self-talk, negative self-talk, or even just us figuring out these things, we're so, and, and I don't know why it is, 
we're so conditioned to jump to the negative of it that we forget that the positive is there. Yeah. Right. That's never, it's not that it's not on the table. We just don't look at it or yeah. consider it or give it value. Yeah. So does it take practice in uh, positive self-talk to kind of get into that habit of starting to look at the positive versus the negative? Oh yeah, absolutely. And because it's, it's just think of it like your mind is, is, you know, you go to the gym and you work out your muscles, right. You know, and, and your mind is just another muscle. And so you have to constantly work at it and, and like give your mind a workout so that it's used as you know, kind of breaking the habits of just always gravitating towards the negative and listening to the negative. And, and as you engage in um, practices that help create that, that sense of inner peace and, and that um, alignment, you'll start to feel more inspired. You'll feel more uplifted. And over time, the negative voice will be drowned out by your positiveness, right? But like I said, it, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Cause, and, and even myself, I mean, I've been practicing um, this for, gosh, over 16 years. And I still have days when I have negative self-talk and, and that negative side is winning more than the positive. And I literally have to kind of like sit myself out and just have a candid talk with myself. It's like, Jacqueline, what are you doing? It's like, you know better than this. You know, th this, these thoughts that you're having does not serve you. Like, why would you focus on that? So instead, why would you not focus? So wherever you're at right now, what's a better feeling about anything? Right. Just just reach for anything that feels better than what this immediate thought that you're having. And then little by little, you kind of like climb your way out of that negative mode and, and, and mindset. And then you start to shift more positive. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. So that wasn't too a, a big yeah. deal. Like, Why was I making a big fuss over that yeah. or whatnot? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think we, we do it to ourselves so often and so quickly. Like, I think sometimes and. and let me know if you think you disagree, but I think that we are often our own worst enemy because of that negative self-talk yeah, and the assumptions we make. I mean, it can be, it can be very damaging. So you, you, I think that's awesome that you had that self-talk and that you kind of helped with that and that you kind of went towards this mindset um, direction, right? So when did you, you had that moment where you kind of like, Hey, mindset's important. Let me do this. When did it become, because you worked in the finance district, mm -hmm. why, was, why wasn't that your main goal, mindset versus finance? Like, what happened yeah. there with that dichotomy? I know. Yeah, it's, it's a huge uh, jump, it's right? Different. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny because I, you know, growing up from, I, I shared earlier, my immigrant family, mm -hmm. and it was like going to school, getting good grades, going to college, getting a good job, climbing the corporate ladder. That was our prescription for success, right? For myself and for all of my the immigrant dream. Right. <laughs> right. I get it. And so, and so I followed that and, mm -hmm. and I did the best I could um, to follow that. But I realized that over the years, even as I was climbing up the ladders, I felt like I, I was not getting any happier or more fulfilled. And it got to a point where I would, I felt like, oh, for many years, I was just like drifting through life. I was just like playing, the, you know, like a script. There, there's a script that I was just like yeah. playing out. And it, and it got to a point where I didn't even recognize my own life anymore or myself anymore. 
And, and I kind of lost focus on what it is that I really wanted. And I really, honestly, I didn't really know. I just thought, wake up, go to work, you know, come home, you know, take care of the family. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And it got to the point where, you know, it was 2012 when I actually got laid off uh, for the very first time at my job. And that was like the rug being pulled from underneath me because that was all that I knew. Yeah, that was my life up until that point. That was my identity and everything. And, um, and, and my initial reaction was, I've got to, I've got to get back into the workforce. So it's like, I, I just like was chained to my laptop and for hours on and applying to any job, I was desperate to get back into the workforce and nothing seemed to work. And, you know, at one point I said, I, I said, you know what? I give up. I, I literally remember myself declaring that I wow. give up because Whatever I was doing was not working. So right. the universe or the powers that be obviously wanted me to take this time to really look, take a deep look at, at my life and at myself and what, it, what are my next steps? You know, where do I want to head from here? And it was that point that I asked myself this question that just completely changed the course of my life. And it was simply if money and resources were not an issue. What would I want to do with my life? And wow. yeah, it, it, it's a very simple question. And, yes. and and at that time, it seemed kind of illog illogical because I was laid off. And I, oh, by the way, I was also over $150,000 in debt, you know, between mortgages and, and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and and at that point, it, it's like I, I knew that I wanted to do business because I was I grew up helping my family manage and run um, their small businesses throughout my um, growing up. And so I had that entrepreneurial side. I just didn't know what kind of business. And so so I reframed it to say, OK, so I know that it's business. So if money and resources were not an issue, what kind of business would I open? Would I want to start? And it was allowing myself that space to put aside all logic, take money out of the equation and just let myself dream limitlessly and just say, if, there, if I can make anything happen, what would I do? And that was what I came up with. I, I wanted to create a physical space and what I call a haven of well-being mm. for others to come and escape like, any struggles and challenges and harshness of the world and feel welcomed and not feel judged and feel, uh, you know, and, and invite them into a space where they can just be themselves and reconnect with themselves and, and feel inspired, uplifted to become their best version of themselves and live their best life. And that was, that was the business that I, that my, my dream business, that was my, right. my vision. And that was where the mindset came because I wanted to help people shift their mindset so that they could become the best version of themselves and live their best life. So you you, you have this revelation because mm -hmm. that's what it sounds like, essentially, yeah. is revelation, right? What do you do with that? Because I know there's two ways to go about it. You have the revelation and you're like, well, that's a nice dream. It's not going to happen. Keep on moving, applying to jobs. Then there's the other side. Right. Where, how did you fall once you had that thought? Well, it was funny because, like I said, I defied logic a little bit at that time. Hmm. And I, even though I was out of a job, I was in 
you know, massive financial debt, but I didn't allow that to stop me from dreaming because for the first time, that dream, I was so excited and it was, there was something activated in me. And so I was, I just honestly just milked that feeling for as long as it lasted. And I just kind of did a data dump. I kept thinking about it. I kept dreaming about it and I kept evolving it and kept feeling better and better and feeling more and more excited and enthusiastic about that. And of all the teachings that I've followed over the years, especially, you know, with the law of attraction and whatnot, it's, I, I know that, you know, your, your feelings and your thoughts generate feelings. And then that was how manifestation starts. Right. And so I knew that all of this accumulation and consistent great feeling that I, I was experiencing, it's got to lead to somewhere. And once in a while, thoughts of, of, you know, logical questions come in. It's like, okay, so you have this great dream. It's like you said, great. Well, how is it going to happen? Mm. Like where are you going to find the money and the resources to build this business and whatnot? And whenever those questions peeped in, I, I acknowledged, I kindly acknowledged it. And I said, you know what? I don't know at this point, but that's not something I need to worry about right now. Right now, I'm just going to focus on clarifying and defining this dream, this vision of mine as best as I can. Right? And, you know, I, res I resorted to my meditation practice and visualizing my dream and my, my vision of this dream business as often as I could. And it was through that that led me from all of a sudden job offers coming out of the blue. I didn't even have to look for them and offer them better than what I was even making before you know, I got laid off. And just ma magical things just started rolling in one by one. And it was just like this inspired thing like, hey, are you interested in that? And just taking the inspired action and seeing where it leads you led to one thing after another. So let's let's back up just a little bit. So sure. you have that manifestation, you have that change in perspective. Did you do anything or was it just timing and God for for these offers to come? I, I, yeah. Like, did you change something or? I... I did. And, okay. and it's, it's going to sound really silly and unbelievable. But what I did was I simply chillaxed. Literally, I, I and that's not me, because I'm, I'm usually like, go, go, go and, and overachiever right. and pushing myself hard. And I remember at that period of my life, I just said, you know what, I love how I'm feeling. This is feeling good. I'm just going to keep leading the, you know, following these breadcrumbs. <laughs> And I just relaxed more. I meditated more. Um, and, you know, and, and obviously throughout the day, I'd still like get up and, and do things that are, are responsible. I volunteered. Sure. I just kept doing things that would bring me more happiness, bring me more joy. And I volunteered. I, um, you know, engaged in hobbies that I never had a chance to before. And I, I just, I was just happy all the time, every single day. And just from that, I just started experiencing like the, I feel like the whole world just kind of like shifted mm -hmm. and, and responded to me differently. Right. And it was through my volunteering actually that, you know, helping out at a networking event that, you know, one of the people that I, I casually met, I didn't even really know this person that well, um, right then that she reached out to me and offered me the job 
um, to get back into the job. Um, at first, I, I wasn't sure that's what yeah. I wanted to do because I already yeah. had my dream business. But I remember telling myself, I said, you know, this is opportunity knocking, right? This is an inspired thought, right? It's coming for a reason. So why don't I just answer that and see where that door leads me? Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what I, I did. I just took an inspired action to answer an email. And so- one thing led to another. I, I love this story and I hope you guys are, are hearing it because there's so many nuggets that are coming out that you guys can take. One, uh, self, positive self-talk, right? We've talked about that. Your mindset, manifesting. And, and the thing about the manifesting that's interesting to me is sometimes we work so hard and we push so fast and, and just push, push, push. And we're like, right. why won't this come? And the moment we let up, the moment yeah. we chillax, right, as Jacqueline did yeah. for herself, um, change happens. Yes. Amazing things can happen. And I think, guys, if you're listening, um, changing your mindset, changing your perspective are powerful things that can make a huge difference in any part of what you're doing. I mean, th- I think the the key thing to also take away from what Jacqueline was saying is you were happy outside of your occupation, the volunteering, the work you were doing, the, your day job is not what defines you. It's a part of it. Right. It's not the full definition. And the fact that you found ways to make yourself happy, and you said it, you were happy mm-hmm. without the job was just another reason for the job to come about. And I think sometimes we put so much, all our eggs in that one basket for that one job, for that perfect moment that you forget life is made up of more than just that yeah yeah that's awesome Jacqueline that's like phenomenal how that worked out for you yeah it really did and and like I said it, it's it's you know a lot of like you said earlier a lot of us are so trained and accustomed to just pushing ourselves and taking action and mm-hmm. and you know I, I gotta do this I, and I gotta do that and and just pushing ourselves all the time but we don't take the time to do that inner reflection and, and asking yourself, is that like a hard push action? Like, does it feel hard? Or is that like a fun uh, and inspired action to take? Because there's a difference, right? There's a difference between a hard action and an inspired action. Mm-hmm. The inspired action, when you take it, things unravel like almost magically. Like it, it, it happens like almost effortlessly. So like, like I share with you, like Back then, I was like over $150,000 in debt, right? And because I had that shift in my perspective and my focus, and within, I think, like probably less than three years, because of all these opportunities that just presented themselves to me one after another, like seriously, you know, that job offer and then getting promoted a year and a half later and within a span after that within a span of one year, I think I was like between getting promoted and getting more job offers like three different times, Mm. like increased my salary like 66% in like a span of one year. I honestly, I'm not, I'm not anything special or magnificent that I could, you know, create this. It's just purely, I just reflected back and did the work to shift my mindset and shift my focus and allow all these amazing things to come into my life experience. And guys, as we're 
kicking off 2020. It's still early, right? It's, we're only a few weeks in. You know, I I want I wanted Jacqueline on the show mostly because listen to what she's gone through. Listen to her story. You guys can make that difference and have that change just as much. So Jacqueline, for for these guys who are listening and, you know, maybe in a situation that their dreams aren't working or something's not clicking or they're in a day job and they don't realize that this isn't making them happy, right? Or they're chasing something that they're not, they, that's not right for them, whatever the case is. You talked about self-reflection. You talked about, you know, kind of changing. What would you recommend to these guys as this new year is a good time to start as any, right? What would you tell to somebody who's struggling with chasing their dream right now and saying, hey, this isn't working. What should I do? Sure. I, I, and I love that you asked this question because I've asked myself that question for many mm-hmm. years previously, too. So I know that, you know, this affects a lot of people. And for what I would say is that it starts by having clarity on what your ideal life is. Like, what is your dream or ideal life? What is it that you really want? Because without that clarity, your life many challenges and distractions going to pull you in so many different directions, right? And and it's going to exhaust your time. It's going to exhaust your resources, it's going to exhaust your energy. And then you're going to be left feeling overwhelmed and unfulfilled and frustrated. But if you take the time to find clarity on what is it that you really want in life? What is your ideal vision of your life? is, you know, coming from, and and I actually have this on my website because I created this guide because I want more and more people to be able to find their clarity and and their life vision to to guide them. Because once you have that guide and that vision, it in turn becomes a beacon that guides you through life and helps you with the decision-making process, whether that be weighing different opportunities. Should I take this job or should I do go into business? Should I, or even relationships, should I be with this person or, or not? You know, and, and it guides you because the the clarity of that life vision is in the guide that I'll show you uh, on my website. It's all inclusive. It's not just about a career or about a relationship, but it, it goes through, it's like four different pillars of, of fulfillment is what I call it, right? You have to have clarity on what you're passionate about first and foremost, right? And you also have to have clarity on what kind of person do you want to be, right? Or, or become and, and what, what impact do you want to make, you know, to others? Because that's where we find meaning and purpose, right? And then the last is what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And so defining those four different areas of your life is then you then it unravels this kind of life vision for yourself. And then you use that to guide it. So when you have like opportunities come up, you're going to ask yourself, okay, so if I take this job, is it aligned with my life vision? Mm-hmm. And if it's no, then you know that that's probably not the best decision for you to make or, or the right fit for you right now, at least, right? Um, it, it, it helps kind of alleviate that second guessing and that should I or should I and shouldn't I. Um, in your life. Guys, I, I, I love that she kind of broke it down for you step by step, right? For you to follow. And the thing I, I want to also just caution you on is it's very easy to look at someone else's life and say that this is what I want for me. You don't know what they went through to get that. You don't know what that life entails. 
you know, you can use it as inspiration, but what is it you want? Not what is it that that person wants and I'm just going to take it. You know, have you ever, if you've ever seen the Italian job? No. So the Italian job was remade uh, originally a long time ago. And it was uh, 2000 something. Uh, the recent remake with Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of people. And one of the bad guys, uh, they're doing a bank heist and everybody's like, this is what I want with my money. This is what I want with my money. And the last guy, of course, is like, you know, I don't know. I'm just going to take a little bit of everyone else's. And everyone knew like, and come up with your own stuff. You know, what is, so same for you guys. What is your vision, your clarity? Because just because it's for someone else doesn't mean it's fit for you. And sometimes you might be misconstruing your own vision with theirs, thinking it's yours, but is it really, really? So that's that's something to ask, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you that you just said that because you are right. We are very different from every person, right? Our vision is our own authentic vision. We yeah. can't use others' life vision and and it could like you said, beautifully said, it could be a source of inspiration, but we shouldn't be striving to achieve someone else's life vision because we have our own life vision. Because at the end of the day, we are the author of our own life story, right? Now, no one can write our life story. We are the author of our own life story. I, I couldn't wrap that up better. Like that's, yeah, absolutely. And I hope you guys get that. I mean, that's the whole idea about this show and the podcast and what we do and what I do is you guys are enough how you are. You don't have to be someone else. So just remember that. Remember what Jacqueline said, okay? So Jacqueline, before I let you go, we got to do a few things. Sure. Got to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. All right. So let's pull out the cards. These are five random questions to get to know you a little bit better. All right. Ready? Sure. Question number one. Would you rather be lucky or wise? I would rather be wise. Ooh. Why is that? Because. I feel that if, if you can't control luck, mm. but if you have wisdom, it could help bring about more lucky instances, if you will, like, you know, more miraculous or, or joyful moments in your life. I like that. I like that. I would do wisdom too. All right. Number two. Uh, well, I, okay. Can't really ask that one. <laughs> It, it, it only works for single people. All right. Ready? Okay. How do you act when you're angry? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so I, I am, um, my zodiac, my Chinese zodiac sign is a dragon, right? <laughs> so when I'm, and, and, and I'm also a fire element. So I'm a fiery dragon. So it's not a very good sight when I'm angry. It's um, accurate. It is. Yeah, it's, it's very accurate. I, I, you know, I'm very emotional and I'm a fire dragon. Let's just put it that way. And uh, so <laughs> my poor husband and son can attest to that. Um, so that, that, but they keep, they help keep me in check. All right. <laughs> it, it gave me quite the visual. All right. Yeah. Number three, what's the prettiest landmark in America? Know what I'd say for that. Oh, Wow, that would be a tough one. Yeah, I don't know what I would say for that. 
I know that that would be so tough because, you know, you, you have Niagara Falls, right? Uh, on, on, yeah, the American side, right? <laughs> um, and then, you know, you have, I think one of my girlfriends just recently did a trip in Utah. She was sending me a picture of this lake. I forgot what it's called, but oh my gosh, it was breathtaking. Um, so I don't know. That's a tough one. I don't know if I could give one answer for that. There's just so yeah. much beauty. That's to observe. Admittedly, I, you know what? I'm allow that because I do think it is a tough question. I'm yeah. allow I'm allow you to skip okay. that. But you also named two. So guys, I mean, those are good ones. Those are good ones. Yeah. All right. Number four. What was your best vacation ever? Oh, um, I think my best vacation ever was probably our Mediterranean cruise that we took uh, probably about three summers ago. Uh, it was Oh my gosh, it was fantastic. We flew over to Barcelona and stayed in Barcelona for a couple of days before the cruise. And then we jumped on the cruise ship. Uh, I think at that time, Carnival Vista just came out. So we jumped on like a brand new cruise ship in Barcelona, went to um, Naples, Sicily, um, Rome, Florence, and France, and, and another island in Spain. It was heavenly. It was oh, heavenly. That's on my list. That's on my <laughs> list. That's on my list. That sounded yeah. amazing. It, All right. It was. Last question. Number five. What do you eat in the middle of the night? Ooh. Um, well, that's kind of hard because I don't eat in the middle of the night. If you woke um, up, what, what would you probably get? What kind of snacker are you? I tend to gravitate towards salty and sour. I'm not a sweets person. Um, you know, I, I what kind of combo would that be? I know. So, so chips, what I, I love right. chips. I um, I love, um, you know, sour gummy candies or fruit. Uh, I, I love, like, I would rather oh, have okay. a granny Smith than a, um, okay. red delicious. All right. This is fair. I mean, th these yeah. are your choices. These are fair. Yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Jacqueline, let me ask you before I let you go, what is one thing you would recommend that these guys listening, these dream chasers do today to chase their dream? Oh, that, uh, that's a great question. And I, I would say, again, is that take the time to find clarity on what your life vision and, and ideal life for you is right? For you, for you specifically, like we talked earlier, right? Because if we don't know what it is that we want and where, to, where we want to head and be grounded in the why of that, life's challenges and distractions can easily just whisk us off and pull us in so many different directions. And like I said, leave us feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, and unfulfilled. So True. if we have that vision and we're grounded in the why of that, it keeps us grounded and, and and steady navigating through life so true so true Jacqueline amazing conversation where can these guys go to connect with you sure uh, well I, I have a website it's joyfullivingmindset.com and I also have a Facebook group as well a joyful living mindset as well on Facebook uh, so those are probably my two main areas to to find me in my work awesome guys and connect with me Connect with Jacqueline. You can find all of those links and contact information and more about Jacqueline on the show notes page 
at amyj21.com slash episode 214. That's episode 214. And Jacqueline, thank you so much again. And guys, remember, you are awesome. You are loved. You are needed. And most importantly, are enough. All right. So till next time, don't stop. Keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Chasing.